Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High. Who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience. Continuing yep. some well-doing seat. No nope. glory and honor. And immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious. And do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness. Indignation and wrath. Uh, Great blue yep. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Right. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater To cite to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Wow, wow, wow. Becky, thank you. Becky, <laughs> oh my goodness. I've been running my mouth this whole time and I forgot that I hit the mute button. Oh my goodness. I feel like such an imbecile. All right, Becky, thank you for that. Because I would have went the whole two hours not knowing what to <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, snap. I thought he said to an idiot, a, 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 a buffoon. All right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Welcome once again. Welcome once again to the episode of ISBHBK Bible Talk. I'm your dumb host. My name is Rashaba. <laughs> I like to welcome you to our show. Oh, my goodness. I like to welcome you to our show. That we do every Monday through Thursday from uh, 10 a.m. to, to uh, 12 noon. Uh, here at uh, www.blogtalkradio.com. If you like, you can call in live every Monday through Thursday. Um, again, starting at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to about 12, uh, 12.30 at area code 646-668-2568. Um, or you can hear any of our classes. And then on Friday night, starting at 8 p.m., going to 10 p.m., uh, we have five, uh, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with the Brother Barnabas. Uh, every Monday is myself. I'm your host I'm, I'm, on Mondays. We're, 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 we're doing the series and topics uh, that we tackle on Mondays. Then on Tuesdays, we have Talks About Tuesdays, Talks About Tuesdays, Talks About Tuesdays, uh, where he does current events and, and, and topics um, uh, dealing with history uh, on Tuesdays. I come back on Wednesdays and continue on with the series and the topics that we were dealing with. And then on Thursdays, the brother Talks About comes back with uh, – uh, uh, for your information, where the brother takes questions uh, that, that uh, have been given to him, and he goes and does the research, he goes and does the studying uh, to make sure that there's a biblical answer to any questions anybody might have. Uh, he's very thorough with that and making sure that it's not coming from, from the answers are not coming from an, an emotional place, but they're coming from a biblical place, that it's actually coming from the scriptures and from the words of the Most High. Uh, he has that on Thursdays, and again, as I said, on Fridays, uh, we have the Brother Bonabod with Friday Night, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with the Brother Bonabod. Uh, you can reach us uh, when the class is live. You can listen in live at calling area code 646-668-2568, or uh, you can go to the web browser like, like my, uh, my sister Becky does. Go to the web browser, www.blogtalkradio.com. Once you pull the page up, uh, our, webpage, our webpage up there. Go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. I recommend you hit the follow button, all right? This ain't clickbait or whatever. I recommend you hit the follow button, um, but you'll see where it says on air live. If you, if you, come for, if you, uh, if you happen to click in well, when we have a live uh, uh, broadcast and you'll be able to listen to your web browser on your phone, your laptop, 
your, your tablet or your uh, desktop, and you'll be able to listen in live uh, when we have classes. If you happen to miss one of our classes, any one of our classes, um, you can still go back to www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, again, pull our website, uh, pull our slide up, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and that will bring you to our episode page. And our episode page goes all the way back to our very first uh, broadcast that we did, February 28th, 2010, some 13 years ago, um, when we first did our very first show. They're all there. They're in chronological order, starting from the latest one we did, the newest one we did, going all the way back to the oldest one. They're there. Uh, this class is from, uh, uh, from the brother Kawakab. There's class from the brother Karash. There's class from the brother Yasha Allah. Um, class from, uh, with myself. Going all the way back, again, to February 28, 2010, uh, for our full library. Um, more recent uh, shows, you can find our, our shows on uh, Apple iHeart Podcast, iHeart Radio Podcast, Google Podcast, or Podcast Addict. Um, they keep a, a, a list of the last 300 episodes that we've done. Um, so if you missed anything, I highly recommend you also check any one of those those. those uh, platforms out to catch up on any of the series, to catch up on anything that you might have missed in case you weren't able to catch the live class. And even if you did catch the live class, and because and, the Brother Tom goes through a lot of research books. He has a lot of research of resources that he uses. Uh, you can go back to, uh, to the show and, and get the exact one that he's using, the, the exact reference book, the exact history book, or the exact book, uh, book verse and chapter uh, that he might be using um, and, and bring out his information or provide shows as well. Or the Brother Bonabot, all right? So um, that's ISBHBK uh, uh, Bible Talk and all our information. Uh, being a part of the ISBHBK Network of Schools, we do have schools across America, all right? Um, we have one here in San Antonio, which is located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, being the address there. And they have classes there Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time going to 10 p.m., and then on Saturday, they have a Saturday class starting at 10 a.m., all right? If you like to, if you can't actually check out or visit the class live and in person, which is what we hope you would do, you can also check out classes uh, uh, live on YouTube at ISBHBK San Antonio. Again, that's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. Uh, for our other schools, a network of schools, we have schools in Houston, we have schools in Houston, Texas, and Norfolk, Virginia, and Rochester, New York. We ask that you please check out isbhpk.com. We ask that you please check out isbhpk.com to help our schools going in Houston, uh, Norfolk, and in Rochester. Um, our school in Houston, in the Houston area, I should say like that, our school in the Houston area is located at 231 FM Road 1092 in Stafford, Texas, 77477. Being, uh, being the address there. They have classes Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays as well from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Fridays, uh, Mondays, Mondays and Wednesdays, and then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 a.m. And they also have a Sabbath service that they do every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. there in our Houston school. If, like to, if you're out of, out, of, out of city or out of town or, or not able to make it to the actual class, you can also view their classes live on YouTube at ISBHPK Houston. We ask everybody to please uh, uh, subscribe and follow uh, to our, all of our YouTube shows, all of our YouTube uh, classes, 
uh, that we do provide. All right, and don't forget, don't forget to share. Don't forget to share. For our school in Norfolk, which is located at uh, Norfolk, Virginia, which is located at 2610 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, being the address there. Um, and they have classes uh, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, and also Fridays and Saturdays. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, it starts at 8 p.m., going to 10 p.m., and then on Fridays, starting at, again, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. as well. And then on Saturdays, they have the Sabbath ceremony starting at 12 noon, all right? For our, the classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can also view them live on Facebook. Uh, a lot of people uh, have the Facebook account. And if you go to Facebook and type in the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, um, uh, that will come up. And when you do the live classes, You'll be able to see, uh, see the classes live, and that's 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. Then on Fridays, <coughs> you catch the Friday class at ISBHBK, you guessed it, Norfolk. ISBHBK Norfolk, uh, uh, Fridays from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then on Saturdays as well, the Sabbath ceremony. Um, we ask you, uh, uh, you can check it out live. So I get 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Um, on ISBHBK Norfolk. For our school in Rochester, New York, for our school in Rochester, New York, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> which is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, being the address there. And you can view their classes live on YouTube as well at, let me, anybody want to guess? ISBHBK Rochester. Um, they have classes every Tuesday and Thursday starting at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then on Saturdays, the uh, Sabbath class, starting at 10 a.m. We invite you to please uh, uh, check out any one of our, of our uh, check them out on YouTube, as well as the other YouTube channels that uh, we have, the Five Minutes of Wisdom, the um, uh, Israelite Media Corps, and the Hidden Truth Bible Show. Great sources of information, great sources of, 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 of teaching, and help you get, uh, with your understanding uh, with getting through this Bible from the context of who the Hebrew Israelites are. Once you have that key or that plug of understanding who the Hebrew Israelites are, then you can start matching the prophecies of the Bible a lot more um, perfectly. You can match the prophecies of the Bible and the teachings of the Bible can make a lot more sense once you have that foundational plug that is needed that this book is for the Hebrew Israelites, written by Hebrew Israelites to Hebrew Israelites. And that, yes, even uh, that our Lord and Savior is a king, Jesus Christ is a Hebrew Israelite from the tribe of Judah. He is a Jew, all right? So once you have that plug, you have that foundation, then the Bible becomes real easy to be able to put together and really get an understanding from. It's not such a mystery, all right? So we invite you uh, to uh, check out any of our, our, our sources on YouTube or on Facebook. And please uh, check out um, isbhbk.com where there's links to uh, Sweet Ambiance, there's links to ChosenCreations.com. There's links to Israelware and Fringed Up. All right? These are, these are businesses that we put together uh, where you can get monthly subscriptions to help us keep our schools going in Houston, uh, Houston, Texas, in North Virginia, and in Rochester, New York. Um, it, it, it really is needed, brothers and sisters. Just for our three schools in Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester, for those three schools, the rent uh, for those three schools comes to $5,900. Just the rent alone for our three locations there. 
uh, the lights for those three locations is $850 each month. And then uh, the Internet is $600 each month just for those three locations. So you can start your uh, start a month subscription to either, again, Sweet Ambiance, which provides, uh, which engineers custom fragrances so that every one of your moods can smell amazing. When you support Sweet Ambiance, you support isbhbk.com. So you can start a, a monthly subscription with uh, Sweet Ambiance, and depending on which subscription that you sign up for, um, they'll send you uh, the fragrance of the month uh, or customized fragrance. Uh, if you're uh, if you're a woman, for women, for men, for men, um, there's fragrances for children, fragrances for the house, or whatever. And you can sign up for a monthly subscription. That your that your subscription will help us keep the schools going in Houston, in Houston, Texas, Nova Virginia, and Rochester, New York. There's also a link for Israelware. Um, the Israel, uh, if you get a link to Israelware or Fringed Up, uh, uh, depending on the subscription that you get, you can get a new shirt each month which includes a border of blue and fringes. It's 100% pre-shrunk, pre-shrunk, pre-shrunk cotton with the, final design, with the final design of the month. Um, you can also get, uh, with the subscription, a leather headband to match your shirt, and shipping is included. Um, so, again, that's another subscription you can start for you, yourself, for any other family members. As you get your Hebrew um, garments, you get your Hebrew apparel, um, and you're wearing your fringes, as you, uh, as, as you step your, that up, uh, you can get your subscription started so that now it's shipped out to you every month. And they are very on point and very on time with their shipments to make sure everybody uh, gets what they're getting because it does go for a great cause to help keep the rents going in our three locations. And then there's also a link to Chosen Creations. Chosen Creations offers custom-engraved jewelry, personalized um, home decor, and unique gifts you can't find anywhere else in the world. So if you want to just get... Um, so uh, your Hebrew culture uh, decor, uh, uh, decor for your home, decorations for yourself. Um, yeah, they, they engrave anything. They engrave metal. They engrave glass. They can engrave um, uh, leather. They've got some fantastic Hebrew, um, Hebrew um, themed um, decorations. You can get uh, jewelry from earrings to to uh, to necklaces to to uh, to bracelets, to rings. They got it all, men, women, and children, everybody uh, for, for the house as well. Please check out ChosenCreations.com and, and get, get your, your, your decor, your decorum, all right, uh, up, uh, up and running and, and on point, all right? And then for our school here in, in, in San Antonio, we invite you to uh, please go to Rolling Oaks Mall, where you'll find uh, the businesses that help support our school here in San Antonio, uh, Eastern Fragrances and On The Mark Moving. Eastern Fragrances, uh, similar to Sweet Ambiance, where you can get um, a personalized uh, 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 fragrance of your most popular um, uh, colognes or perfumes that is the actual oil that your colognes or perfumes are made from, but without the harsh chemicals, the, uh, the water or the alcohol. It's really concentrated. So a little bit lasts you a long time. It's the pure oil. It's the essence of the oil. So, uh, so please check out Eastern Fragrances. Again, located at Rolling Oaks Mall here in San Antonio, which is on the first floor of the mall. Um, it is it's right in front of the Shoe Palace Shoe Store, which is uh, between the Great American Cook Company and the elevator. The elevator is going up to the food court 
They're on the first floor. Uh, go and check them out. They can definitely take care of you. And if you need a move, um, we have a movie company that's been established that is licensed, insured, and bonded. It's a movie company uh, that provides top quality uh, professional moves and no jobs too big, no jobs too small. If you need to move a house, an apartment, uh, a storage, a business, um, a garage, if you got to move any, anything moved, please contact On The Mark Moving. Um, if you even need help packing, they have uh, uh, packages where they can include it in, your, in, in, in what you get. They can even help you pack up so that you know that your, your, um, everything in your house, everything in your apartment, whatever, is going to be packed up professionally. It's going to be moved as safe, uh, with the highest quality safety standards around and that your move will be successful. So please check out Honor Mark Moving. Uh, again, at Willingo Mall, which is located at the far north end of the mall in the Dillage Wing. On the Mark Moving, please check them out or go by the school um, <clears throat> Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, seven appointment, and they'll definitely take care of you. All right? <clears throat> and then, uh, last but not least, if you'd like to help out um, uh, our podcast, the ISBHBK Bible Talk Podcast, I am taking donations uh, on my Cash App at, you know, I, I missed one. I am taking donations on my Cash App. Uh, at Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, or Google Wallet, uh, Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 575 at gmail.com. If you'd like to help us uh, keep our, our show running uh, here on Blog Talk. And then we have a Sunday class, which I forgot to mention. We do have a Sunday class that, where we teach the Paleo Hebrew, where we teach the ancient Hebrew every Sunday there at Rolling Oaks Mall. It's at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center was located on the second floor of the mall, the far south end of the mall, the former Sears wing, where Sears used to be at. It's the, it's the, the, um, it's the event center or the, the, the space that is right next to um, where the Sears used to be at, in front of the, the remote control race car derby track that is set up there at the mall on the second floor. We are there every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time, where we are teaching anybody who wants to learn the Paleo-Hebrew and the Ancient Hebrew uh, language. Come and check us out. That's every Sunday uh, at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center. In the EO Pure Therapy Event Center, you can also find the holistic doctor, Dr. Ebony. Um, she, she's a certified uh, holistic doctor. That for any ailments or anything you might have going on, she, she gives a free diagnosis. Right? She'll, she'll diagnose you for free and let you know what, what's going on and and and, and uh, help you find a center of what the problem might be. And then she has a, a holistic products that she can uh, uh, get you started on to help you achieve, achieve the most optimum health possible. All right. All that is located at the uh, EOP Therapy Event Center. They're at Rolling Oaks Mall. All right. According to its name, the EOP Therapy Event Center is kept open by EOP Therapy. EOP Therapy um, is a store. Again, located at Rolling Oaks Mall, on the first floor of the mall, uh, in the J.C. Penny wing of the mall, that is directly diagonal from the H&M clothing store or directly across from the Isane Boutique there at the mall. EOP Therapy provides you top quality, um, custom, handmade uh, skincare products that are the best around, all right, from custom-made soaps, custom-made, custom-handmade uh, lotions, custom-handmade bath salts, Custom handmade bath bombs. And one thing that they do specialize there at EO Pure Therapy is CBD, C 
CBD-infused bath bombs bath, and bath salts, as well as CBD gummies, creams, uh, tinctures, and oils. Uh, please check out, uh, they have sugar scrubs, they have salt scrubs, anything concerning skincare, they got you, right? They got you and take care of you. We ask you please support EOP Therapy because that does help us keep the EOP Therapy Event Center up and running. All right, brothers and sisters, that's that part of the uh, introductions as we get out of the way. Now, this is the part of the show where um, I've been compiling names uh, for, for prayer lists uh, where I ask my prayer warriors, I ask the righteous that we might be able to come together and offer up prayers uh, for the following people. I ask that you please add these names to your personal prayer list um, where the scripture does remind us that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for one for another that we might be healed. And that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous uh, availeth much. It does a lot of good. That's uh, James chapter 5 or 16. So we ask uh, that as we're striving and working on our righteousness, we ask that, that we esteem others better than ourselves, uh, and we pray for others, pray for others' health, pray for others' benefit, that they might come up uh, and, and try to show ourselves humble, that the most I will give grace to the humble, but we know that he rejects the proud. So uh, uh, as I say that, um, I guess I'll start my uh, morning prayer with, with this right here, which says, the most high in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send Michael and the holy angels to watch over, to bless, to heal, to protect, to strengthen, to help, to guide. And Father, we ask you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you please take away all evil, all evil people, all evil spirits, all sicknesses, all guile, and all malice. Uh, the brother Sahawam and his wife, Barbara Diet here in San Antonio. We ask, Father, for the brother John Spann, who's dealing with cancer. We ask for the sister, uh, Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes, who also is dealing with cancer, Father. We ask for the continued support for uh, Sister Becky and uh, Daryl there in Albuquerque, and for Becky's sister, Carmen, uh, who had knee replacement surgery. I ask, Father, for my, all my entire in-laws from the, uh, the Lovett family, my, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and all my nieces and nephews, Father, uh, we lift you up and we lift them up in prayer. Father, we ask you for uh, the entire Coates family, for the brother Gabar Kawa, the entire Coates family, who really is dealing with a lot. Father, we ask that you uh, that you be with them and help them. Father, we come to you and we ask for the brother Kazakia uh, and his family and his wife uh, Shawasana <clears throat> out there in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, that you might touch them and heal them and be with them, Father. We ask for the sister Anagashia, uh, that she might be with her father. She's going through um, uh, several issues that she will need some help and prayer for, Father. Uh, we pray for the brother uh, Sahawam in Houston, Father, who, who as you know, is dealing with uh, um, dialysis. Um, he, he needs a new kidneys, Father, uh, that you might be with him. As he, as he repeatedly goes to, uh, he's, on, he's on dialysis, Father. We ask that you might be with him and his family as he's dealing with that, Father, he might be healed. We pray for the brother, West Beverly, or Judai Tawam, <clears throat> here in San Antonio as well, who is dealing with uh, the genetic degeneration of his eyes, Father. We, uh, we, uh, we lift him up in prayer as well. We, pray, we ask you, Father, for the sister Ayana, 
the wife of a Warner Iyer. Now, here, uh, here in San Antonio, Ayana uh, Banas Banyamian, Father, as she's dealing with um, many health issues, uh, that you might be with her as well, Father. Father, we lift up to you some special needs children. We lift up to uh, the, the sister, um, baby girl, Cece, who is the daughter of our beloved um, uh, Tazapa and his wife, Arakaya. Father, we, we raise unto you um, baby girl, Isa Lee, who happens to be the daughter of Brother Gabar Kawar and uh, Anagashia. We raise unto you, Father, um, Aliyah, the daughter of Brother Bonabad and his wife, Kwadashaya. Father, we raise it to you, Brother Tazapa uh, and his family, and as well as his son, Rapa, who deals with, with, uh, with mental issues, and for his, his wife also, Lavaya, that you might be with them, Father, and help them to recover from things they're going through, Father. We raise it to you, Father, the Brother Kwadash Kabar, who was dealing with, uh, dealing, with some, uh, um, <clears throat> dealing with some things here in San Antonio. We raise him up to you, Father. Father, we, pray for, uh, we ask you uh, to, uh, for the brother Yanawathan up in Albuquerque, <clears throat> who is also dealing with several health issues and, 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 um, and, 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 and uh, afflictions up there in Albuquerque, that you might be with him. Brother, we pray for the brother Gabar, um, I call Gabar Gab, my brother, the, the brother of our sister who is resting in peace with you, uh, Ali Asubai. Brother, uh, brother Gabar, uh, we, we, we raise him up to you, Father, as well as Sean Kwadash, uh, and his wife, Mariah, who are also out there in Florida, Father, we raise him unto you as well. Uh, Father, we raise unto you uh, the sister, Ruthie Mae Johnson, who is the mother-in-law of Brother uh, Gabar out there in, in Florida. Father, we raise unto you Quadasaya, uh, the wife of Brother Bonabad uh, here in San Antonio, Father. We raise unto you the sister, Pat Washington, who happens to be the, the, the mother of Brother L.V., uh, Father, we raise unto you the, the brother Sean Stark. Father, we also raise unto you Sylvia Khan. And brother, Father, we raise unto you um, the son of Gabarkawa, Shapar, um, who was recently shot and uh, is dealing with um, uh, a blood infection. So we raise him up to you, Father, as well. And Father, we also raise unto you our brother uh, Yama, um, who, who's dealing with some things. That you be with him, be with all of these these people. And you protect them and watch over them and guide them, Father. And we ask all these names in the name of our Lord and Savior, Bahasham Yahawashai. Thank you always, the water Aman. Thank you always, the water Zamyad Aman. Hi, brother, sister, so we got that. And forgive me on on this one. I went through at least 10 minutes. And thank you, sister Becky, um, again. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, sister Becky. I, when the show started, I was washing my hands in the bathroom, and I didn't want everybody to know that I was <laughs> that I was washing my hands in the bathroom. So I I put my phone on mute, but then I got you know I got caught up in the song. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the song "Choices" by the sister uh, Yapa Q. Uh, you can find that on the YouTube as well. And forgot to take my phone off mute, so I'm just running my mouth. Uh, with, with the announcements and everything, and then thank God, Sister Becky hit me up. Was like, hey, hey, um, you're not. We can't, we can't hear nothing. I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like a dunce. I feel <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna learn today. We're gonna learn today. All right, brothers and sisters. 
um, I've been dealing with this series, and and it seems like that's where, where a lot of my, my, my topics are going to um, for the probably for about the past year, where whereas before, if you listen to a lot of our earlier shows, going all the way back to again to February uh, 28, 2010, the shows are quick. They're quick and fast. All right? They're quick, they're fast. Um, we go through a lot of scriptures, um, and they're very quick and they're very fast. And we try to get the whole class done within sometimes we only had an hour. Sometimes we, we did two hours, or we got to the point where we had actually three-hour shows or three-hour classes where we try to get the whole entire class into that one, into that time period. Because there is so much information that we was just, just you know, we, we, we would get it out there, getting it out there, getting it out there. But as, as, as yeah, I'm getting older, right? Yes, I'm definitely getting older. Uh, the need to go through these classes so quick, I'm really finding that to be necessary. I'm really finding that, um, you know, one thing we say is there's a lot of meat left on that bone. <laughs> that if anybody has ever dealt with toddlers um, and, and, and they're eating uh, a piece of chicken, for those who, who, who uh, eat chicken or, or, or meat eaters and eat chicken, that a lot of times that child, uh, they'll, eat that, they'll eat that drumstick and they'll take a few bites of it and they'll leave a lot of meat on the bone. And you'll tell that child, hey, there's a lot of meat on that. You better go back and eat some more of that. <laughs> and think about, think about, if you will, how a toddler eats a piece of chicken and think how an elderly, elderly old man eats a piece of chicken. That elderly old man will damn near suck the marrow. <laughs> eat the gristle. We'll get every possible thing out of that piece of chicken that can possibly be achieved. He really gets takes it and gets every last delicious crumb morsel drop of that chicken as they get older. Well, I find myself doing the same thing and using the same type of reference that as we go through the scriptures, there's still a lot of meat on that bone. All right, that there's there's so much more, um, so much more depth, if you will. There's a lot more where, where the roots of these trees, the roots of these of these topics, really do run a lot deeper than some of the surface teachings uh, that we did 10 years ago, uh, 13 years ago, 20 years ago. So uh, that's why a lot of our, my classes, uh, they, they stretch into these series. Right? They stretch to these series where we are really trying to dissect and really go through the Bible and really get a, uh, an understanding in dealing with context and dealing with time and dealing with, with perspective of what's being said and what these topics really mean. Um, or as also uh, when I was a lot younger, we did a lot of the street evangelizing that you might be familiar with on YouTube, where you see a lot of the brothers, um, a lot of young brothers, you see, see the age of a lot, a lot of younger brothers, that they're out there and they're, they're spit fire. They, they are fire. They are, they, are, they are ramped and ready to act and ready to go. And it's fast. It's quick. It's fast. It's quick. Um, your, your mind's going to be real nimble uh, uh, to keep up with them. And I'm not putting any of that down. Because I was definitely, in a, I was there. But again, as as I'm, I'm getting older, um, and I've had time to do do a lot more studying, had time to do a lot more research, and really absorb a lot of these classes, um, like like the root of a tree, um, that the roots of of these topics, they, they 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 run deeper, they run deeper, they run deeper, and that's why I'm just trying to share some of some of the research, some of the understanding, um, some of the the, the studying 
uh, that I, I've been putting in uh, in this thing uh, called the Hebrew Israelites for the past 30 years, right, over 30 years. I came in in 1989, 88, 1988. So um, that's why the, the purpose of we have uh, so many series and dealing with one topic. And a lot of people just, and, and it's crazy because in this fast-served society that we live in today, where everything is quick and fast, quick and fast, um, to what uh, YouTube can give you a, a five-second commercial about something, and within that five seconds, you're able to get enough information in that five seconds about about a prescription drug, about uh, a, a new series, about uh, um, that interview from Walmart to, to, to whatever, that they've got to narrow down that when you skip the ad, within that five seconds, they can get you enough information that there's a seed drop in your brain, in your mind, and it's really quick. Um, if we look on, on, on things like TikTok, is a, a you know about a three-minute uh, uh, video of getting across whatever needs to be uh, gotten across. Uh, Facebook, it, it, it's the memes, it's the it's the the, the gifs, the um, if I'm saying the GIFs, it's something quick, something fast. Um, that are it's such a fast-paced uh, society we live in that it 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 it's conditioned the person's mind not to be patient. If it is the person's mind to be irritable if they have to wait any amount of time. That, I mean, look at our phones, uh, the phones. Yet, uh, many people might not remember, but many of, of, the, of us older people can remember a time when there was only one phone in the whole entire house. There was only one TV in the whole entire house. And it stayed in, in the living room. And there was only basically four channels. You had ABC, NBC, CBS. You had PBS and maybe another uh, uh, um, local channel. And that was it. And most programming, most TV programming, it was called The Late Show. And the reason it was called The Late Show because it was the last show that was going to be broadcast for the day. And as soon as that, that was done, it, it was Johnny Carson back then. Um, that once that show was over, they played the Stars and Stripes, and then it was snow. And a lot of, lot of, lot of people, the new generation that have, don't even know what the hell that is. It was snow. There was nothing being broadcast from like 12 midnight to like 6, six in the morning. Um, there was no cable. And remember, it was called cable because you literally, once they got the cable service up and running, you really ran a cable from the your, your control box to the TV. And then that's where you got WGN, TBS. Uh, we got uh, HBO. Uh, if you was really doing something, you had the movie channel. Oh, you know, I forgot. You, before that, you might have had a satellite. That big, huge radio satellite that was in the backyard where you couldn't have room for anything else but that giant satellite where you might be able to pick up some, some, some stations off the satellite. Then you got the cable. Um, Channel 5 KTLA, uh, 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 that, the Channel 5 in Atlanta, um, or TBS, I'm sorry, TBS in Atlanta, um, that we had cable. And it's really a, a cord that ran from the, 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 the cable box that was in your hand where you pick the channels, and it ran a cable up to the TV. And, again, we had HBO, 
And HBO wouldn't come on until like 7 or 8 o'clock at night. It would go off around 6, 7 in the morning. But then you had the movie channel that was 24 hours. The movie channel was 24 hours. And that was pretty much it. Then you might have had the ESPN channel. Um, and this before you had 30 different HBOs, 30 different movie channels. Long before Netflix, long before Hulu, long before uh, uh, Tubi or Oxygen or Roku or any, any of that, um, in the days of uh, 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 a Blockbuster, where Blockbuster had the VHS tapes, um, and then it moved to the DVDs. Now, there was a time when you only had that one TV in the house. You only had one phone, which was a landline phone that had the rotary dial on the phone. <laughs> Uh, and there was no call waiting. There was no merge calls. There was no conference calling. There was no um, there was no caller ID. Um, <laughs> there was no call block. The way you block the phone is you un- uh, you un- you took the phone off the hook, uh, and you had to wait for it to finish making the sound. That it first makes the dial tone sound, which a lot of people never heard before. It's a dial tone sound. And then as a dial tone, to remind you that the phone was off the receiver, uh, it would make a bang, 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 bang sound. And after that, it'd go quiet. So if you wanted to block your phone for anybody from calling you, you would do something like that. Um, and that one phone for the whole house. So if, if you were that teenager and you got a phone call, your mom couldn't get a phone call, your dad couldn't get a phone call, no one else could get a phone because there was only one phone in the house. And usually that was located in the central area like in the kitchen or whatever, where everybody heard the conversation, where nobody going into a private room or, or into your room or, or whatever, your conversation was out in front of everybody. Um, we come from, from, from you know, that era. <laughs> uh, that, that era of, of when if you got grounded, that means you couldn't go outside no more. You had to stay your butt inside the house as, as a punishment because for whatever behavior that you had going on. And to stay inside the house was murder. That you'd be at, you'd be at your window with the, uh, with, the, with the curtains open, looking outside, seeing all your friends playing outside, from, from riding bikes, playing football, cops and robbers, um, girls hula hooping, jump roping, uh, hopscotching, shooting marbles, um, uh, jacks, uh, uh, kick the can, um, uh, stick ball. It, it was just uh, a bad, It was just activity, and it had to be inside the house. It was murder, as opposed to today, where a punishment for a child today is get your ass outside, <laughs> go do something, get out the house. Because now kids have their own t- telephones, they have their own TVs and computers, hi-fi computers, um, and that was the the the, the, the the reference point I wanted to get to, that going back to that old school time that, that, that I grew up in, when there was only that one phone in the house. And if you had a computer, it might have been, it might have been that Macintosh. It might have been, or you might have got that, uh, um, that computer from, from, from Radio Shack. Um, that was a, a, like a 482, then a 582, then a 682 that those speeds on those computers, forget about it. Forget about it. 
um, that's when we, um, you know, the technology was when we had pagers. Oh, you was doing something then. You had a pager. That's like, and I paid you, and you can go, and, and we had pay phones back then, where a lot of people have no clue what the hell a pay phone is. Uh, and you had to, you had, your, you had to keep a, a pocket full of dimes um, or quarters so that you can make phone calls. When somebody pays you, you can get to a phone and be able to call them back. And we had codes, and we had listings, and an alphabet um, for, for the pager. Obviously, 911, emergency, come back now. Um, uh, one, two, three. Uh, uh, oh, what was it? It was uh, one, four, three. I love you. That yeah, we had all these kinds of codes uh, dealing with the pager. Um, then we had the, 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 the big, huge Motorola big ass phones uh, um, that only rich people had. Uh, and then we went to the, uh, uh, we advanced in, in our phone technology to where uh, you have free nights and free weekends. <laughs> you have free nights and weekends, uh, and you couldn't call across out of state. If you call out of state, they charged your phone to be able to charge to call out of state. And you had to call a place like 411. Uh, to get information to find somebody's number um, or, or an operator. It was really crazy, y'all. It was really crazy. Um, and then you know, the ringtones, there was those electronic ringtones. That was horrible. But back then, that was the, oh, you was doing something with the ringtones. And then by the time we came into the, the, the cell phones, oh, my goodness. The, if you remember the very first Apple iPhone, First generation, you was you had to be rich. You had to be bougie. You had the very first Apple iPhone. Oh my goodness, because it was so much faster. Called the smartphone. It was so much faster than the flip phones that we had. Or you might have had if you didn't have the the, the iPhone. Uh, if you was real bougie and, and upper class, you had the um, uh, was it the BlackBerry. Yeah. And that means that you 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 was a business person. You was about business. You you was about you 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 was serious about what you had going on. I'm saying all that that if you look at how our phone technology has advanced, there was no three G, there was no two G at one time, <coughs> let alone a five G. Um, to have uh, three 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 um three megs of RAM. For your memory, oh, you was doing something, let alone now you have a gigabyte of memory, a terabyte of memory. There was no cloud storage. You had to buy an actual SIM card, like a SIM card, and insert it to your phone to download uh, information. Things have gotten a lot faster, is my point. Things have gotten a lot faster to condition us not to be patient, to condition us to get irritated if we have to wait for anything. So... With that in mind, again, a lot of the classes that, that I do do, um, and even the Brother Tassipah, and even the Brother Madabad, we really take our time to really going through a lot of these topics, or really going through a lot of these things, to really to really get the most out of it. All right? So right now I'm dealing with this series uh, on to deny Christ, what it means to deny Christ. And it's got us to part 19. We're actually at part 19 right now. And I still haven't gotten to where I want to get to. 
what I want to get to is um, what it means to deny Christ as far as denying him, that he came in the flesh and denying how his entry um, into the earth. Um, I want to get to that point. Right? I definitely want to get to that point, but we're still dealing with uh, some of the more uh, – I ain't going to say more, more prominent uh, issues of dealing with the – I'm not going to say prominent, but some of the more subtle ways a person can be seduced into denying Christ and not even realize it. That how a person can really, um, if they're not careful, if not really studied up, and from the condition of things that are happening in the world today, from the cost of living getting crazier and crazier and crazier, to... um, uh, a person with all the the, the the pestilences and diseases that are happening in the earth today, which would get a person to that flight or fight mode and get a real person to that, I got to survive, I got to survive, I got to survive. That's in those those moments of panic. It's in those moments of desperation. It's in the, 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 the worry that comes with how am I going to pay my bills, how am I going to be taken care of, how am I going to eat, that in those type of uh, situations that we're being presented with, if we're not careful, those will be the things that will subtly have us denying Christ. We'll still say the name Jesus Christ, or if we know his name in, in, in the Paleo Hebrew, we'll still say Yahavashai or Jesus Christ. And we'll still say his name, but our actions and our minds really do deny him, all right, from his point of view, all right, not from our point of view, but from his point of view because um, – Again, we're dealing with so much emergencies and issues and just survival as we get ready, as we're in these last days awaiting his arrival, that if we're not careful, again, it will get to the point where we are actually denying Christ and we don't even realize it, all right? So this is why it's taking us so long and why I'm trying to go in depth with these classes right now on dealing with uh, to deny Christ. And like I said, we're at part 19 now. Um, which I want to continue in, all right, which I, I definitely want to continue in. Last time we was, we was covering this topic, uh, which for me was last Wednesday, right, which for me was last Wednesday, and one of the things that, that we was covering in that topic, uh, uh, part 18, is to deny Christ, um, perverse experience of men with corrupt minds. And we was going through a lot of scriptures, and bring up a lot of examples about how a person's mind can be corrupted because they're thinking that gain is godliness, and they want to trust in their riches and trust in money, and even the search and hunt for money as a means of survival. That it's in that mentality that a person's mind can get corrupted because they get so caught up into how I'm going to be taken care of, and if I get any type of gain. Any type of materialistic gain, that must be God blessing me. And not realizing that a lot of those things are traps, all right? Not realizing that a lot of those situations, they are traps because we're dealing with such a panicky, how am I going to survive? How am I going to be taken care of? How am I going to eat? How are we going to be okay? How are we going to survive? Um, and remember, in this series, we've, we've covered that that, that – tactic was used against the Israelites uh, 
during the time of the Exodus, when Moses, when the Lord God appeared to Moses uh, on the, in the burning bush uh, and gave Moses the, that he heard the prayers of the Israelites in their captivity in Egypt, and now he was coming to save them and bring them back to the promised land, the land that was promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. That when Moses brought that message to the Israelites, uh, along with the signs that the Lord gave Moses, as far as turning, uh, throwing his staff on the ground and the staff turning the serpent and then reaching his hand out, grabbing the staff, or grabbing the, the serpent and turning it back, and it turning back to a staff, or even um, from Moses' hand turning from uh, being a black, having a black hand uh, like the rest of his body, pulling out of his bosom, or out of out of his uh, uh, his vest, and it turned white, and putting it back in and it turned black. That that was a sign that yes, the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is is with us. And he's going to save us. And after coming to the Israelites, and they now believe Moses that yes, we're going to be saved. That when Moses went to Pharaoh. Um, that the tactic that Pharaoh used was like, if y'all talk about going to serve your God, you're too idle. So the, for the cost of living back then in, in Egypt, he made the cost of living a lot more um, uh, rigged. He made the cost of living a lot more uh, heavier. And the purpose of that was to make the Israelites think about how they're going to eat and be taken care of and keep up with the cost of living and not think about going to serve our God. That that was a tactic that was used back in ancient Egypt, and that we can see a lot of these same tactics being used again today. To where now, because of, again, the cost of living, people are so caught up into making sure their credit is good, they're making sure that uh, their nesting is good, and just the, the search for money, the search for that security, um, that, and then for any gain that we might get, if it's a gain of, of, of a job with better benefits, if it's a gain of, of, of uh, just, just money, period, um, a gain of, of a higher credit score, that that must be of God, that God must be doing that, and that that has corrupted a lot of people's minds. So that's something that was going over uh, this past Wednesday. And I'm kind of continuing on that path right now as – but we was in First Timothy chapter six verse five, um, which does read as such. Which, which says uh, that there's perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, and we we, we went into this kind of extensively, um, and bring out how, how this could happen and how you can catch a person and not realize that their mind really is corrupt, that they're just looking for gain, how you how can come up, that any type of material gain, that's from God. And as we've been going through this series, that, really, that, that, that might not be the case. As we're going through this series, especially the, uh, the, the series on the mind of Christ um, and Christ being the Passover, what type of mentality did Christ have to take in being the last Passover for us? What kind of mentality did he have to take in being abandoned, in being uh, uh, rejected, being slandered and lied, lied against, lied, lied on, and the, the mental and actual physical torture that he went through, the level of disrespect that he went through, the abasement that he went through, and again, to be abandoned by everybody what kind of mentality he had to take on and understanding that that was the example he left for his disciples. 
That was the example he left for those who believe and follow him. All right, that that those that believe and follow him are going to go through similar circumstances. So to be of the mindset that it's all about just gain, um, it's about gain and gain and gain, that that can really get a person caught up. All right, where they really believe that any type of gain they get is from the Most High, where we we forget that the three temptations of Christ. We forget what was Christ tempted with to stop serving the Most High. All right. A lot of times people forget that, and we, we run greedily after that game. All right. So, and continue with that. With, with, with again, this, this. Hopefully, I'm getting everybody on on, on, on on the mental track of where we're going and what we're dealing with. I want to continue on 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 that path, and I would like for us to go to Philippians chapter three. All right. I would like for us to go to Philippians chapter three, <clears throat> and we're going to read verses uh, eighteen. Let me see here. We're going to read verses 18 through 20, but then we're going to come back and we're going to look, uh, take a little in-depth dive into verse 18. So uh, right now I'm in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 18, and it says, now remember, let me, let me, let me give a little better segue. Coming off of 1 Timothy 6 and 5, where it tells us that um, there are perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. All right? Um, and we went through many different versions uh, of the Bible um, to, to, to really hopefully bring up the understanding and depth of, of this verse that we're coming off of that, that precept right there, that there's men who are going to be ready to argue whose minds are corrupted and really don't have the truth, supposing that the more they gain, the more God is with them. The more material things they have, that must mean improve. God is with them. God is with me. All right? But the scripture is telling us, and Paul is trying to warn us, that those men's minds have been corrupted. All right? That that way of thinking is corrupt. So now coming to Philippians chapter 3, verse 18. Come to Philippians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, For many walk of whom I have told you often, and I'll tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. This, brothers and sisters, is, is, is uh, it, it, it causes goosebumps, for real. It says, for many walk, of whom I have told you often, and I'll tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. That there's going to be, there's many people that are enemies to the cross of Christ. There's many people that when we understand to be an enemy of the cross of Christ. Well, let, let me finish. Let me, let me finish the reading verses 18, 19, and 20, and then we'll come back and get some, some uh, understanding about verse 18. So reading Philippians chapter 3, verse 18 again, it says, For many walk, of whom I have told you often, uh, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Now it tells you, verse 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, 
who mind earthly things, all right, that, that the material gain and thinking that that means God is with me. We, we forget where Christ told us. He, he asked the question, what will the man give in exchange for his soul? What is the problem of man if he gained the whole world, but he lose his soul? And as, as we have been dealing with this, this part of uh, dealing with what it means to deny Christ, that Christ is from the Lord's Prayer of Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to be getting into that also. We're going to be turning back to that. That the Lord told his disciples, his followers, pray for your daily bread. Um, to get by for the day. Not to have the security of I've got this amount of money, I've got this amount of, of product, I've got this amount of food, I've got this amount of whatever stacked up, so I'm going to be straight. That means God is with me. The Lord's Prayer is give us our daily bread. But you have people of perverse minds who walk and are the enemies of the cross of Christ. And that cross of Christ being that burden of what it means to follow Christ. And we're going to get into that a little bit. It says, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. What they serve is themselves, how they can eat, how they can come up, how they take care of themselves, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame. And they have, meaning they're glorious by any means necessary. They don't care how they're surviving. They don't care what people think about how they're surviving. The bottom line is they are surviving. And they have no shame about it. They're not embarrassed about it. They don't feel bad about it. I'm surviving, so i got to do whatever it is got to do to make sure me and mine eat. i got to do whatever it is I got to do to, 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 to take care of mine. And what we don't realize is it's in that very mentality right there that we can start to deny Christ. It says, who mind earthly things. And we're going to return back to Matthew, the sixth chapter, where it tells you how, the way of the heathen and the mind of the Gentiles, what things do they have their minds on? That they are the heathen that they are the Gentiles. And we've been covering that in this series also, brothers and sisters. In this series about to deny Christ, we're at part 19. We've covered that part already. All right? Reading on verse, uh, verse 20, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, for our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for this, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ that we're not just looking for somebody to say, pay my bills. I'm looking to get out of debt. I'm looking to somebody to save my credit score. That no, that's not the purpose of Jesus Christ. Christ didn't die on the cross to make sure we have a good credit score. Christ did not die on the cross to make sure that throw it in the bag. That's not why he died. But unfortunately, there's many people who really think that. 
there's many, millions, about millions of people who have that thought in their minds. So now, let's kind of break this down a little bit, all right? Uh, when we deal with Philippians chapter 3, verse 18, and then with Philippians chapter 3, verse 18, I'm going to read the King James Version uh, of this verse first. And it says, For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. I want to look in a couple other versions to try and help bring and make this, this scripture a little more fuller, hopefully make this scripture a little more understanding. Uh, again, some, some of that meat that we can bite into, that it might help us get a better taste of what it's talking about. All right. So coming from, from the King James Version of Philippians chapter 3, verse 18, uh, I want to read the uh, uh, a favorite version of the Bible. It's called a favorite, ver- favorite version. Is that it? Oh, let me look again. I haven't memorized all these, these uh, abbreviations. A faithful version, I'm sorry, a faithful version of the Bible. All right, and a faithful version of the Bible, uh, it reads, For many walk contrary. I have often told you of them and tell you now with weeping. They are the enemies of the cross of Christ. So in in the King James, it says, For many walk of whom I have told you often, even weeping, that they are the enemies of Christ. And it's in the uh, faithful version, it tells us, for many walk contrary to what Christ is really about. They walk contrary to what the cross of Christ was really about. All right? When we look at the same verse in the Bible in basic English, when we look at the same verse in the Bible in basic English, it says, for there are those of whom I have given you word before, and do so now with sorrow, who are haters of the cross of Christ. So now we see that in another version, which is the Bible in basic English, that there's many people who not only are they contrary, if we look at uh, from the American uh, uh, faithful version, or for a faithful version, that not only are they contrary and are enemies of the cross of Christ, that they are haters of the cross of Christ, all right, that, that I'm not going to, de- I'm not dealing with that. I, I, I want to jump ranks and get the scripture real quick, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to hold true right now. So when we come back now and look at the, the common English version of the Bible, of the same verse, the common English version of the Bible, the same verse, it says, I often warned you that many people are living as enemies of the cross of Christ. Again, there's many people living as enemies of the cross of Christ. All right, I'm getting a text. Hold on one second, y'all. Oh, no, it's just a notification. Just a notification. Thank you, Brother LV. Thank you, Brother LV. Appreciate that. Cool. So it says that um, the CEV, the common English version, I have often warned you that many people are living as enemies. They're living as enemies of the cross of Christ. And now, with tears in my eyes, I warn you again. This was going on during the time of Paul when he wrote this. How much more has this increased to modern-day times? How much more has this increased to modern-day times? 
when we look at um, the common English version of the Bible, the common English version of the Bible from Philippians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, I often warned you that many people are living as enemies of the cross of Christ. I read that one. I'm sorry, I read that one. I read that one. Um, from the Darby Study Bible, all right, for those who like to get in research, and, and, and there are study Bibles out here, Darby is one of the great study Bibles. Now, this is what it says from the Darby Study Bible. It says, for many walk of whom I have told you often, and I'll tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Let's say the same thing. Let me show you just some ones that are not repeating themselves. Um, I'm going to erase this one. Um, when we look at the, the Good News Bible, all right, from Philippians chapter 3, verse uh, 18, from the Good News Bible, this is what it says here. It says, I have told you this many times before, and now I repeat it with tears. There are many whose lives make them enemies of Christ's death on the cross. If we're not careful, brothers and sisters, we don't want our minds to get perverted, corrupted, that there's many people, millions of people, who the, that the life they're living, they're striving for, that they want to put together, is making them the enemies of Christ's death. They're making them enemies or haters of the cross of Christ. All right? When I look at the James Madison New Testament, from the James, uh, I believe it's Madison. Let me look it up again make sure. And I try to repeat these versions that if you want to go look them up yourself, you definitely can. This is the Jonathan Mitchell. I'm sorry. The Jonathan Mitchell New Testament of, uh, of the Bible. This is what, what he records, right, from the Jonathan Mitchell New Testament of, of the Holy Bible. It says, for you see, I was often telling you about them. Yet now I am also presently weeping and lamenting and saying it many, saying it many continuing, continue walking about. An example, are living their lives as the enemies of the cross of Christ, the anointed ones. The anointed ones execution stake. That all these scholars and all these different versions are point to, point us in that direction. All right, point us in that direction. It's something we, we want to take heed of, brothers and sisters. Um, that if we're not careful, we can make ourselves the enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, what does that mean, to be an enemy of the cross of Christ? Well, let me pull the scripture up real quick. Um, When we go to, uh, let me find it here real quick. When we go to, and this is recorded in many different places. When we go to Matthew chapter 10, let's get that first. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10. All right. How does a person make themselves the enemy of the cross of Christ? 
Um, in Matthew chapter 10, this is what Christ gave the commission to the, to the disciples, the 12 disciples, when he made them his disciples, to go out uh, and he, he assigned them their duties. All right? He assigned them their duties before, this is when he first started his ministry. All right? So in Matthew chapter 10, when we start at verse 34, Christ is going to tell us, I'm sorry, verse 33. Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, I'm sorry, verse 33. It says, For whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Many of us are familiar with that saying. Might not know, know the exact verse where it's at, but this is what Christ said. If you deny me, then I'm going to deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. All right. Now what, let's 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 continue on with, with the reading to see what Christ was saying. All right. Verse thirty four. Why would a person deny Christ before men? Why would a person do that? What would have a person to the point where I don't want to confess Christ? And when it says confess Christ, not just saying his name but understanding how he lived and the example that he set for us, for us to follow. Reading on now, Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. This is what it says. And this is the words of Christ in red. So Christ says, think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. He's telling us right here, We've been conditioned to really believe that Christ is coming to give us uh, peace. And for many of us, we, we translate that word peace, uh, a peace of mind, I'll be saved from my bills. A peace of mind that, that I'm going to have some type of security. A peace of mind that uh, all my problems are gone and that everything that I ever wanted Everything I ever dreamed about is going to be given to me. That that's what Christ died for. So I can have whatever it is I want. That as long as I say I was a sinner, I never confess what I did as sin. As long as I confess I'm a sinner and I say his name, Jesus Christ, I'm good. But if we listen to what Christ said, let's keep it in context. Why would a person deny Christ before men? Because Christ didn't come to send peace on earth. That those that are actually bringing the message of Christ, it's not going to be a peaceful thing. It's not going to be a cozy, warm feeling where not everybody's just going to get along. And not having to face that, that possibility, that's where a person can get to a point where they deny Christ. That Christ was this way. This is what the scripture said. Even as we as Hebrew Israelites come back and show the scripture, so that Christ was a so-called black man. That, that disturbs a lot of people. And we've had some of our teachers physically assaulted for just bringing out that truth, that Jesus Christ is a black man. From the scriptures, we have been physically attacked for just bringing that point out, that the blonde hair, blue-eyed image of Jesus Christ, that's not the proper image, that that was actually uh, a portrait 
painted by Leonardo da Vinci or, or Michelangelo of Cesar Borgia, Pope Alexander VI's second son, who, who practiced homosexuality, who practiced incest, and was an assassin. Now he's the one because he was considered handsome, and that picture was painted in the, in, uh, the 1450s. 1,450 years after the actual Jesus Christ walked to earth is when that picture was painted. Just bringing out that truth, we have been physically assaulted. And a lot of people don't want to face that. I'm not about to be physically assaulted for that. So I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to bring out the truth about Christ because of what I might lose. I'm, I'm trying to fight to keep peace. I'm trying to fight to keep uh, a, a level of, of, of rest. I don't want to have to face that by bringing out the truth about Christ. There's going to be some rejection. People are going to get upset. People are going to get mad. There's going to be a lot of arguing. So if we're looking at this, keeping this in context, this is where a person will get to the point where I'm not, I'm, they will deny Christ because I'm not, I can't follow that scripture because that's going to cause too much problems. Now, who is it going to cause problems with? Where is the peace going to be unsettled? He tells you. Let's keep reading, verse uh, 35. Matthew chapter 10, verse 35. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father. The word variance means to be, to be against, not in agreement with. That for us, for Christ's disciples to be following him, as the scripture says, and bringing out the truth of God, what God actually wants, which is contrary to how we became conditioned in whatever religion we grew up in, whatever family traditions we grew up in. So now come back now and be following Christ, which means to go against the family traditions, to go against the family customs, to go against the family's religion. That's going to cause a disturbance between a man and his father. That father's been telling that man, I didn't raise you this way. We are Baptists. What you're in is an occult. Too much of the Bible can be bad for you. That it'll be these type of conversations, these type of things that will be said. Because it goes against how the father was raised. Where the father made money, their gain of money. It's got to gain him money. That's what his family taught him. But now to came back and follow Christ, and that's not what Christ is about. So in the gain of money, you better get your college degree. You better get a college degree so you can survive. But now we come to a point now we find out that we are the Israelites and what, what our focus and priority should be, that now is going to go against what that, how that father raised that son. That what do you mean you're teaching the Bible? What do you mean you, you – why are you dressing that way? Why are you putting your fringes on? What do you mean you're not going to Sunday, uh, Sunday service? What do you mean you're dropped out of school? How are you going to survive? How are you going to eat? A Bible teacher? The hell are you talking about? 
That's not how I raised you. That's not our family name. It'll be those type of, 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 of sayings and conversations. Well, Christ is telling you that whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father. Are you going to stand for your father and his beliefs or the Bible and what the Bible says? I don't want to hurt my father's feelings, so I'm not going to teach him the Bible. I don't want to hurt my father's feelings, so I'm not going to follow the Bible because it's going it, it's causing too much friction between me and my father. Well, guess what Christ came to do as we're reading it from the scriptures? But a person who doesn't want to face that is not going to deal with that. If we're not careful, that's where you start to deny Christ. That's where you're, you're starting to say that, that the cross of Christ, what Christ came to do, I'm not following that. That's not what I'm about. Coming back to Matthew chapter 10, verse 35. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother. Then now, the way the mother was raised, how a woman should be, um, that she's again, or whatever might be going on, that the daughter now is coming back and, and showing what the Bible says, actually showing what the scripture says. And the mother's like, no, that's not how I raised you. That's, that's not how we grew up. That, no. That in these modern times, I raised you to be independent. I raised you to be an independent thinker, not to be uh, uh, subservient to a man. Not to be under no man. I raise you to have a stronger mind than that. I raise you not to be weak. To answer the no man, to have your own. But now the daughters can make sure what the scripture says. Christ is the head of the man. God's the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. Man's the head of the woman. Wives, obey your husband in all things as you would the Lord. The daughter can make sure her mother is like, oh, hell no. So now the daughter not wanting to face that drama, that smoke with her mom, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to show the scripture. I, I, I'm not going to go there because you know how she gets. You know how he gets. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to deal with it. Christ goes on to say, well, I'm, I'm going to read verse 35 again. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. That if the daughter-in-law is following how the Bible goes, it's not going to look good with her and her mother-in-law, the husband of the wife, the mother of her husband. Yes, brothers and sisters, let me show my word. Polygyny is not unlawful in the eyes of God. For a man to have more than one wife is not unlawful in the eyes of God. So now, this daughter-in-law is now the, the third wife of her husband, and now she got to face her mother-in-law. The mother like, oh, he fooled you too, huh? 
Y'all in that crazy ass cult. Why are you not naming the kids if if, if the mother in law's name is, is Agnes? And her, her expectation is the baby's name, the baby girl's name is gonna be called Agnes after her. And you give her uh a Hebrew name. Shariah. What the hell is this Shariah? Or I mean my daughter, Rachamaya. What the Rachamaya, why, why y'all give us a messed up name like that? You let him you you let him name her that way, there's gonna be that friction. But for the person who doesn't want to face that friction, that person is denying Christ. Because that's what Christ came to see. Are you going to face that friction? Are you going to face that heat? Are you going to face that smoke? Verse 36 says, And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Who in his household? The father, the mother, the mother-in-law. A man's foes are going to be they of his own household. So if I'm going to deny telling people about Christ, my own people, my own family, my those closest to me, because I know how they're going to act. And I'm tired that every time we talk, it's got to be an argument because they ain't trying to hear the Bible, and I'm trying to tell them the Bible. So it's just one, I ain't going to tell them nothing. I'm just going to be, be quiet, and just, I'm going to accept their way of thinking. Verse 37. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. If we're keeping all this in context, brothers and sisters, I'm going to deny Christ because I love my father or mother more. I don't want to hear their mouth. I don't want them to judge me. I, I'm tired of them feeling disappointed in the choices I'm making. So I'm not going to make those choices. I got to make sure they're proud of me. I got to make sure we get along. Okay. But also understand when you make that choice, you're showing you love them more than you love Christ. You'll stand up for them more than you're going to stand up for Christ. And that's when we start to deny Christ. And that's what Christ said what? If you deny me before men, I'm going to deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. You don't know me in front of your parents, your family, or whatever? Then when the Most High is asking Christ about you, Christ is going to say, I don't know him. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. I don't want to face my family. I don't want to face my father-in-law, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my daughter-in-law. I don't want to face my mom or my dad. I don't want to actually give them the scripture and tell them that they're wrong and show them we got to do it this, we got to do it that way. And every time there's this drama. So I just don't want to do it no more. All right, cool. Then please understand the perspective of Christ. You're denying him, and you're choosing the love of your father, your mother, your mother-in-law, your daughter-in-law over Christ. Now, check this out, brothers and sisters. We were just reading Philippians chapter 3, verse 18, if everybody remembers. We were just reading Philippians chapter 3, verse 18 and 19, which was telling us what? It told us, as I go back and read it now, from Philippians chapter 3, verse 18, For many walk, of whom I have told you often, 
and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. That there's many people who have become the enemies of the cross of Christ. How and why is this? What does that mean? As we come back now to Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, he's laying it out. Now, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, and he that taketh not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. That cross represents a burden, something that's heavy, something that, that, that can be depressed, something that is going to weigh heavy on you. My dad looks at me this way. My mom is looking at me this way. My mother-in-law looks at me this way. My daughter-in-law looks at me this way. And I'm tired of feeling that weight. I'm tired of feeling that pressure of that they're disappointed in me. I'm tired of feeling that. Now, I'm trying to show them the Bible, but they ain't trying to hear that, and I'm, try, I'm tired of feeling that pressure. If a person is not going to take on that cross, and that burden, and follow after Christ, who did the exact same thing, Christ says, you're not worthy of me. So why should I confess you before my father that you are faithful? Why should I confess you before my father that you are my servant? Why should I confess you before my father to save or help you? This is the mentality of Christ. And I know it's so contrary to what we might have learned in church and religion would have you. That's why we happen to say a lot of things like, not my Jesus. Okay. And we've had the class on how many different Jesuses there are in the Bible. The name Jesus is not unique in the Bible. Jesus, Joshua, Hosea, uh, Oshea, um, I think uh, Joshua, all those are the same thing in Hebrew. All those are the exact same name in Hebrew. So when you say that my Jesus, then what Jesus are you talking about? Because we're talking about the Jesus of the Bible. That's what we're talking about, the Jesus of the Bible, who does happen to be a black man. Who's telling us that I'm coming? I'm going. I'm turning households upside down. And who do you love more, your house, your father, your father, your mother, who don't believe in the Bible, or you believe in the Bible more? Real quick, let's go to Luke chapter twelve. We're going to start with verse 51. Luke chapter 12 and verse 51. The book of Luke chapter 12, verse 51. And this is what it says. Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. So Christ is saying this again to the disciples. Maybe you think that I am coming to give peace on earth. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I tell you nay, but rather division. So maybe you've been conditioned you think that now Christ is going to come and make everybody all get along? No. He said, I'm, 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 Christ has come to bring division. Now, this is Luke 12, 51. I just want to read this in a few other versions of the Bible and see what it says. 
from the Bible in basic English, for Luke chapter 12, verse 51, the Bible in basic English is what it says. It says, is it your opinion that I have come to give peace on earth? I say to you, no, but division. <laughs> so if that's your opinion, that Christ come to make sure that me and my father, everybody is just getting along, they don't follow the Bible, so we're going to still get along? No, I'm not coming to get peace on earth. If that's your opinion, I'm not coming for peace. I'm coming for division. All right? Um, that's the Bible in basic English. Um, when we look at the same verse in Oh my God. All right. This this is the common English version. All right. This is the common English version of Luke chapter twelve fifty one. This is what it says here. Do you think that I came to bring peace to earth? No indeed. I cannot I came to make people choose sides. And that division, yes. Whose side are you on? Are you on Christ's side, which is going to put you at variance against your father, your mother, your, the, the mother-in-law, the daughter-in-law? Are you on that side, or are you on the side, no, I'm going to be with my mother, my father, my daughter-in-law, my mother-in-law. I'm going to be with them because I don't want to go through that drama. I don't have to defend the faith. I don't have to defend the script. I'm tired of every time we talk, there's an argument. So I'm not going to bring the Bible up. I ain't going to bring the scriptures up because it gets them too upset. We have to understand, this is the common English version Bible. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to earth? No, indeed. I came to make people choose a side. You got to choose a side. In the... Dure Memes Study Bible, from the Dure Reims Study Bible. It says, think ye that I am coming to give peace on earth. I tell you no, but separation. I, 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 I'm going to keep reading these things. Whether a person agrees with it or not, I really can't make that my, my, my issue. I can't really make that my the, the, the topic of, of what's being said. These are the words of Christ. From the Good News Bible, it says, Do you suppose that I am coming to bring peace to the world? No, not peace, but division. And the, the who is this guy again? The JMMT, the Jonathan Mitchell New Testament. The Jonathan Mitchell New Testament says, do you folks continue supposing, assuming, or imagining <laughs> that I came along or was birthed to be present to give peace, which equals shalom, with the land or on the earth? No, I'm saying to you, to the contrary, Complete division or a thorough dividing. 
I don't know how much more. I mean, again, these are the words of Christ. These are the words of Christ. Uh, let me see here. Is there any others? Um, so this is Luke chapter 12, verse 51, right? Reading on. Luke chapter 12, verse 52. For from henceforth, there should be five in one house divided, one against two, and two against three. The father, verse 53, the father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against her mother, against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. So as we read again, Put these precepts together to get understanding. If we're going to deny Christ before men, he's going to deny us before his father. Think not that I'm coming to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace for this war. I'm back in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Now I'm Matthew 10, 35. For I have come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Let's take a look at this. Matthew chapter 10, verse 36, and some of the other versions. In the um, a faithful version, it says, a man's enemies shall be they of his own household. Okay, same thing. Uh, the American Standard Version says, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. In the Bible in basic English, it says, and a man will be hated by those of his house. A man will be hated by those of his house. Um, if we look at the, the Beeren Study Bible, the Beeren Study Bible, it says, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. All right? Um, if we look at the Common English Version Bible, the Common English Version Bible, it says your worst enemies will be in your own family. Your worst enemies will be they in your own family because you start following the scriptures, because you start following the Bible, and the rest of the family doesn't want to. Uh, see if it says anything else. In the Exegesis Research, uh, Research Bible, it says, And a man's human foes shall be they of his own household. Um, the Good News Bible, your worst enemies will be the members of your own family. In the International Standard Version, it says, A person's enemies will include members of his own family. All right? Let's read on. Let's read on. Verse 37. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. In the basic, in the Bible in basic English, for Matthew chapter 10, verse 37, 
The Bible in basic English is how it reads here. He who has more love for his father or mother than me is not good enough for me. He who loves, he who has more love for son or daughter than for me is not good enough for me. Again, these are the words of Christ. Um, I see any other version. I take a look at it real quick. That might help us look at this verse. Um, in the Common English Version Bible, the Common English Version Bible, it says, if you love your father or mother or even your sons and daughters more than me, you are not fit to be my disciples. All right. Uh, the exegesis, um, let me pull this up real quick. The exegesis ready research Bible. The exegesis ready research Bible, another study Bible. This is what it says here. He that loveth or befriendeth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth or befriendeth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Oh, my God. Uh, the JMMT, the Jonathan Mitchell New Testament, the Jonathan Mitchell New Testament, it reads, the person habitually having fondness and affection for father and mother over and above for me is not suitable for me or worthy or of equal value with regards to me. Likewise, the person continuing in having fondness and affection for a son or daughter over and above for me is not suitable for me or worthy of me. This is what Christ, this is the measuring this is the measuring rod that Christ is using to measure if a person is denying him or not. Everybody says no one can judge me, but God only, only God can judge me. Well, brothers and sisters, guess this is one of those things that Christ is going to use to judge us. This weighs heavily in how we're going to be judged. All right. Um, In the LSV, which is the the literal standard version, the LSV, the literal standard version of the Bible, he says, he who is cherishing father or mother above me is not worthy of me. And he who is cherishing son or daughter above me is not worthy of me. Uh oh. So that that's Matthew chapter ten verse thirty seven. Now Matthew chapter ten verse thirty eight in the King James Bible. He says, And he that taketh not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. Let's compare this.
Every, every other person saying almost the exact same thing. Oh, with Jonathan Mitchell, this dude here, damn. The Jonathan Mitchell New Testament? Furthermore, he who, he who is not habitually taking his cross, the execution state, and then constantly following after me or behind me is not suitable for me or worthy of me. Hmm. In the literal standard version, it says, and whosoever does not receive his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Verse 39, Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. And he that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. The life you might have had with your father, your mother, your sister, your brother. The life you might have had with your sons and your daughters. The life you might have had, uh, the way you were, uh, uh, with your mother-in-law and father-in-law, but now that the truth is coming in, the scripture is coming in, if, you, if you're not willing to lose that life for Christ's sake, you're giving up the kingdom. That person is giving up the kingdom. That's the perspective of Christ. All right? From there, let's go to Matthew chapter 18. And there's a lot more we can, we can go into this. That's who we are. Let, let, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. And what we're keying off, uh, off of, brothers and sisters, is trying to get some understanding about how does a person make themselves the enemy of the cross of Christ? Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? If we're not willing to take on the burden, what it means to follow Christ, to be his disciple, to be suitable for him? Because I don't have to face what my mom thinks, what my dad thinks, my mother-in-law thinks, my father-in-law thinks, what my sons might think about me, what my daughters might think about me. I want to face that. Christ doesn't want to face me. Matter of fact, let's read verse 23. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. It says, But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. There's a lot of people who don't want, don't, do not want to face the trials, tribulations, and persecution from our own family members because we're actually following what the scripture says. We're actually living the way the scripture says. And that's why those 16 see you like, you think you're better than us. 
and you are a, a holier than now. Nobody's heard me. Why are you saying all those things just because I'm following what the Bible says now? Why is that an issue? Why did that come out your mouth? Because I'm just now doing what the Bible says. You know, you're right. I ain't going to say nothing because it's going to make you argue. So I'm going to give in to what you, how you, I'm going to give in to your argument. I'm going to give in to what, what you say. I'm going to give in to all the, all the drama you come up with. We make ourselves the enemies of the cross of Christ. And I'm seeing my time within the way today. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit further into this. Let's go to Let's go to Matthew 18. I believe it's Matthew 18. Um, it is 19. Give me one second, y'all. Right. Let's go to Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 19, and verse 16. Let me check this out. See that I got some. Uh... We're going to read these. All right, we're going to read these. I want to go and stretch this out. I want to read this. I'm going to go a little bit over the time. Today, brothers and sisters, I, I, w- I want to get these read. All right. When we go to Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. All right. And what we're dealing with, as we're going to read, uh, I'm going to look at these, the same verses in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. All right. What we're dealing with is the rich, young, the rich young ruler, the perils of riches, and amazement of the disciples. The rewards of forsaking all to follow the Messiah will be great. But whosoever and, but will be sovereign, parable of the laborers in, in the vineyard. All right. So Matthew chapter 19, starting verse 16. Again, we're looking at the, those who, who are, their lives, the way they're living, they've made themselves the enemies or the haters of the cross of Christ. All right. Continue on with, with that concept. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. It says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do? that I might have eternal life. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is the most high. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Verse 18. He said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Uh, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 20. The young man says unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth. What lack I yet? Verse 21. Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor. Then, to have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. 
But when the young man heard, verse 22, but when the young man heard this, that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard, heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? Verse 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every one that has forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, as shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. All right? That's in Matthew. If we come back and look at Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 17. All right? If we come back and look at Mark chapter 10, I'm going to start at verse 17. All right? Mark chapter 10, verse 17. Same thing. We'll get Mark, Mark's uh, perspective. And when he was gone forth into, uh, into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is the most high. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I, have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about him and said to his disciples, how hardly shall they that, are, that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said unto, him, unto them, children, how hard is it for them that have riches to enter to the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to, to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were, astonished at, they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, with men it is impossible, but with God, but not with God. 
For with God, all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus says unto him, and Jesus answered and said, I'm in verse 29. And Jesus answered him and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold. Now at this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come, eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Let's get to the same thing now in Luke chapter 18, starting verse 18. Luke chapter 18, starting verse 18. And it says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one that is the most high. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Verse 21. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And when he, and when he heard this, he was very sorrowful for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, who then can be saved? And he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto unto them, verily I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who should not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. Brothers and sisters, as we look at where it says the things that are the things which are impossible with men are possible with the most high. If we're going to keep this in context, the disciples were astonished by who could be saved. So obviously the disciples were, were leaning on, I'm going to be saved by how much riches I've acquired. They at this time must have had the same mentality, that my riches is what's going to save me. So if I give up everything, if I go distribute everything I got and give to the poor, then how am I going to be saved? Christ's answer was what? 
the things which are impossible with men. There's no way in hell I'm giving up everything. I'm going to be saved. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Like he said in Mark, and Jesus looked upon, on, upon them, said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. To give up everything that, you, that we have and forsake father, mother, sister, brother, wife, children, land. For the most I say, we can be saved through what, how God saves, not how man saves us. So when he was saying that, he was saying that to go ahead and give up everything, distribute to the poor, and come follow Christ. How that rich young man wasn't trying to do any of that. And even the disciples were like, shit, well, if 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 a rich man is not going to enter into the kingdom of God, then and riches is what's going to save us, then how are we going to be saved? And Christ said, if, you, if you've left all these things, you've forsaken all these things for my sake and for the kingdom's sake, for the gospel's sake, you can be taken care of. And that's the way men of the world look at things. That if I don't have, I got to have this credit score. I got to have this bank account. I've got to have this much money coming in in order for me to be saved, in order for me to make it. That's how men of the world think. That's not how the most high Christ thinks. Brothers and sisters, I am going to head in today's fast with that right there. Um, thank everybody who did get a chance to tune in, whether you tuned in live by calling in at area code 646-668-2568, whether you came in through the web browser at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, or you caught one of our archive shows. You, one, uh, you, you, uh, you clicked on into our you went to our library on uh, ISBHK Bible Talk, whether on Google Podcasts, whether on iHeartRadio Podcast, whether on Apple iTunes Podcast, or even Podcast Addict. And that's how you, uh, you're checking us out. Uh, thank you. It is very appreciated. And hopefully that you, you've got a little bit more understanding, a little more insight, a little more of the context of what was going on and some of the things that Christ said. Uh, as we are on this journey um, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to make his return, all right? Don't stop learning. Please don't stop your learning. Uh, please check out IS, uh, ISBHBK YouTube channels. Please check out ISBHBK Houston tonight, starting at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Or check out um, ISBHBK San Antonio, um, uh, again, on YouTube, again, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Visit the schools. Now, again, we have school location in San Antonio, in uh, the Houston area, in Norfolk, Virginia, and in Rochester, New York. Visit one of the schools. Increase your learning. Keep your learning up. Don't forget to check out uh, Five Minutes of Wisdom uh, on YouTube. Don't forget to check out Hidden Truth Bible, uh, uh, Bible Show, again, on YouTube. Don't forget to check out um, the Israel, Israelite Media Corps, again, on YouTube. Right? And please check us out tomorrow. Uh, you can check us out uh, Monday through Thursday right here on blogtalkradio.com uh, from 10 a.m. 
Central Standard Time, to about, like I said, 12 noon, 1230 uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, check us out, all right? Um, uh, we're going to be here. We, we try to strive to be here. And um, I haven't checked with the brother Tazapa if he will be back in, in, um, at the helm uh, tomorrow for Tazapa Tuesdays. Uh, hopefully he, uh, he will be. Um, if not, I, I'm going to jump back in the seat, and we're going to keep this, this train here. We're going to keep this rolling. All right? So for ISBHBK uh, Bible Talk to the 12 tribes worldwide, shalom, 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 shalom. As we go out to the brother Ash from the uh, 12 tribes of Israel, from the house of David, as he uh, leads us out with the Shemai Yasha Allah. Yeah. Uh-huh.